How do you, as a leader of a growing community, truly make a conference or event that has impact? A gathering with purpose and an attendee experience that knocks their socks off? An event that leaves your audience in awe and wondering where you've been their whole life? Make It Kick-Ass is the podcast that explores these questions by uncovering the strategies, tactics, and tools that we use every day to bring our clients' conferences to life. I'm Isaac Watson, executive producer of Kick-Ass Conferences, and we're here to help you make it kick-ass. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Make It Kick-Ass. I am Isaac Watson, executive producer, and with me in our virtual studio is the one, the only, the asker of good questions, Nessa Jimenez. Hi, everybody. Nessa is our operations manager uh, and is one of those just fantastic uh, people who knows how to get to the crux of things. And that's why we are doing this podcast together. Uh, If you are fresh into things, we are spending this season of the podcast focused on those core questions that we get asked a lot from people and teasing out what exactly are they asking, what are the underlying problems that are drumming these questions up, and what are some things that we can offer as solutions, as alternative things to think about, or different questions to ask to to help answer those uh, in a little bit more intelligent way from the context of conference production. So without further ado, this episode's question is, how much should a conference ticket cost. And I will uh, slightly reframe that by saying that usually, especially when working with our clients, uh, the question is phrased as how much should we charge for tickets? Right? Right. Um, So but let's talk about uh, let's talk about what people really mean when they're asking that question. Nessa, what is your laser focused evaluation of that? (laughs) Yeah, so so when we start having these conversations about uh, money, we start asking for like clarification, right? Like, like what do we mean by this, right? Um, and I think the most popular one is: is this conference actually worth what we're trying to charge, right? And and worth is the keyword there, right? Because uh, it's like, well, does it? There, there's a billion ways to answer that question. Like, what is worth? What does that all mean? So. Um, mm-hmm. that's usually the, the big one. And then eventually it'll usually come out as, can I get away with charging this much? Um, and I put get away with in quotes because it's as if like we're trying to cheat somebody or we're, we're trying to not, like pull a, mm-hmm. pull a fast one. <laughs> uh, this feeling of like, um, I, 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 I want to charge it or like, I know this should be the price, but I just don't feel comfortable with it or I'm scared of this number. So mm-hmm. how, how do I get away with it? Uh, and finally, and this one is especially true of, of community leaders. Are people going to be mad at me <laughs> for charging this much? Am I going to get attacked or canceled on the internet um, because of, our, of how mm-hmm. much this conference costs? Um, and I mean that right there, like are people going to get mad? People get mad about all the things, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the 21st yeah welcome century. to our lives right <laughs> like um so are, are you gonna get mad at me that's like the backlash right like how is the audience gonna respond mm-hmm. to, to uh the ticket price when, when i finally announce it 
And and I think underlying that is this kind of question around reputation, mm-hmm. right? Am am I going to be seen as you know, money grubbing or, uh, you know, trying to capitalize on the community I've created or uh, are people going to think that I'm just trying to take them for everything I can. Um, And that, I think, it adds uh, the, generally the, 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 relationship that we have as uh i would say predominantly in the u.s but i I think is also the case in modern society is has this really complicated relationship with money uh and so i think that especially as people get into the mix of business and community building and purpose um it can get really really murky um and we have a lot of feelings come up and a lot of uh concern around reputation and how we're being perceived with other people. So I think that those are also some like deeper kind of psychological stuff that I don't think we'll be able to get into. Um, but there is, I just wanted to acknowledge that there's like, there's a lot of weird money stuff going on mm-hmm. in their brains for better mm-hmm. or for worse. Money stuff and like imposter syndrome and sort of this like shy mm-hmm. lack of confidence because our community leaders aren't used to being in the spotlight and and presenting like these types of events um it might feel like like they are right in 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 putting themselves out there so so it can be scary but yeah there there's a lot and we could we could go on about that forever but we won't so now that we know the questions that people are actually trying to ask us and, and like what they're trying to get to um why don't you tell us a little bit about what the actual problem is and and how we how we get to that? So I think um, if you're asking questions about cost and how much you're asking people to pay for it, and this is of course presuming you're charging tickets for your event, which most of our clients do, um, a lot a lot of the like underlying source of those questions comes from. Uh, a couple of different things. One is not having a clear marketing strategy. And through developing a good marketing strategy, that will help you d- develop the confidence to address what value you're offering in a way that uh, articulates the the desire to, to invest that much money into it. And really understanding who, who you're targeting uh, and what their... Um, what their perception of value is. Um, there's another kind of underlying uh, thing, and I am I am party to this, uh, so I can completely relate. Is this hatred for mm-hmm. selling, being seen as a salesperson, as a marketer, as a as somebody who's trying to pitch mm-hmm. you on something? Um, and and I think that's true for a lot of people, especially if you're in the community space where you're developing a community and an audience around a shared experience, around a shared purpose, uh, it can feel icky to then, you know, feel like you need to capitalize on it in some way. Um, and, and, and then the, the third piece is just not having a very high confidence in the attendee experience that you've crafted. Right, because normally before you start selling tickets for an event or a conference, you've done some work on your program. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, right, like you know what you're crafting, uh, what you're creating, and if you don't have 
high confidence in the experience that you're putting together for your attendees, it's going to make it really uncomfortable to try and sell mm-hmm. that, right? Because you just you just don't have the the, the there's no there there. Um, so th- these are some of the kind of underlying problems, and some of them are a little. Um, like I said, they can get kind of into the psychological thing where it's, you know, uh, imposter syndrome and, and crisis of confidence and self-esteem and reputation and things like that. But these, these issues of like having a solid marketing strategy or not having a solid marketing strategy can really affect your ability to, uh, to deliver on, on selling tickets. And it's a framing issue. Like instead of saying marketing strategy, like let's look at from the perspective of framing because once you say marketing strategy (laughs) once you say selling i mean jesus we know the internet is just inundated with all of these marketing people and spammers and they've always got something and there's the tricks and the tips and the blood right and i isaac you know this like i cannot like i just cannot i'm i'm not really on social media at all (laughs) because i'm just like i can't with this but um I think at the end of the day with an event for a community, right? Because the organizer is the community leader. That's who our clients typically tend to be, right? Um, mm-hmm. It can be a, a framing issue in their mind because that, that they're thinking about it from that sleazy marketing perspective. And they forget that what they're doing, what we're doing is that we're building an experience for the their community, people that they already interact with, like, every day right um it's not and we're not taking from them we're giving from them right um because i know and i wish we could do conferences for free for everybody all day every day but the reality is that there are hard costs and you know it has to be paid for but um our community leaders are creating something that um that the attendees invest in but that we hope and we build it that way that they get way more out of it than what they put in right like that's always our goal (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so some of the some of the things we walk through with our clients to kind of solve for these underlying issues um, is first thinking about the outcomes for your event what are your attendees going to take away when when all is said and done what do they remember what have they learned what aha moments are you giving space to to have happen um, what experiences are you are you helping them share with other people? Because that right there, it, even if it's um, qualitative instead of quantitative, that is value. Um, and those kind of lasting moments and that that vibe and that experience that they come away with is one of the like highest rates of or highest contributors to perceive mm-hmm. value. That you can that you can have on the audience. Uh, I think another um, another thing is just understanding how it is that your audience perceives value. What do they value? Where do where does it matter? Right. Um, we've spent another episode talking about event tech, and you know if you have an audience that doesn't care, right, right, <laughs> right, or is isn't accustomed to high tech mm-hmm. solutions then why would you invest in fancy yeah. event tech? That's right. Uh, because that's not going to that's gonna, not gonna make a difference to them in the end. Yeah, and that comes back to the question, 
we started with, right? Where um, what they're actually asking is, is the conference actually worth what we're charging? Well, the worth it's it's it comes from what you're offering, right? And and who mm-hmm. wants it? Because something that's valuable to me does not matter to somebody else. So who is your audience? Is mm-hmm. it the people that really care or they don't care? Um, and I think p- event platforms and event tech is an easy um, area to talk about that because. Yeah, there, there's so much event tech that the attendees don't even notice. You spent like $10,000, $20,000 on a, on a thing. They didn't even notice it, didn't even look at it. And it's because you bought a thing or you rented a thing or whatever service that your audience does not care about, you know? Uh, and and to me, like the, the big solution is just knowing who your audience right. is, knowing what their values are. Right. Uh, when you're thinking about pricing, it's not it's not just about recouping production costs and finding a price that that allows you to achieve that. It's about knowing what your audience can afford. You really need to know who your demographics are, uh, demographics, psychographics, sociographics, all of the different components that that um, make up your audience are going to influence their decision to attend or not to invest or not in this um if you're doing something in person how willing are they to travel we've seen this through the the last year or so of dealing with covid where you know certain groups of people are are itching to get out again and and have a higher tolerance for risk and other groups are not and so how do you how does your particular audience feel about that kind of stuff um if you're doing uh, work within a particular professional industry, uh, who's actually paying for the mm-hmm. ticket, right? Is it is it coming out of pocket from each individual audience member? Or is it more likely that an employer is going to support that through an education fund? Uh, what do you know about the current state of education funds within that particular sector? Is it a balance between the two? All of this stuff affects how you adjust your pricing. Um, what geographical area are they coming from? Uh, we've had a lot of discussions in the last year or so with other uh, conference producers and organizers about um, regional pricing, especially as the pandemic has allowed these geographical expansions in audience, right? It's the geographical accessibility to attend a virtual event is massive uh, once you navigate the time zone shifts. Um, and But the economic index between different regions can be so sparse sometimes that, you know, what, what a North American... Uh, uh, attendee is, sees value in paying vastly outpaces uh, somebody in another country where you know average salary is a heck of a lot lower, right. right? And there's less discretionary income. So all of these things, this is great context to know, and, and that's one of the reasons why we love digging into this during the strategy process is because we are massive believers in context informing what we do. And having that kind of context around who the audience is, um, what they're what they're willing to do, what they need, what they um, what they're missing in their lives or in their professional journeys, uh, is going to inform what we can then intelligently price a conference to be. Yeah, and when you say, "Can I get away with charging this much?" that just tells me you don't know the audience. You don't know what who they are and what they need. Um, exactly, and. Exactly. In the realm of pricing, uh, and I see this, 
and Isaac, you've seen this as well, where it's these events that are supposed to be like uplifting community events and like, oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna learn and achieve in the community and all of these like I don't know what it's called self help or or like these lifestyle mm-hmm. types of events mm-hmm. and they're oh for for the community whatever and then they're marketing an event to an audience that cannot afford to attend and then they're wondering why they can't sell the tickets it's like yeah because your audience is struggling to pay their own bills and now you're asking them to drop like three thousand dollars on you know your 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 experience or your retreat or whatever um Mm -hmm. like you should have done your homework and it's embarrassing to see i see this a lot you know yeah. where, where these ridiculous the price does not match uh the audience that they're trying to reach and then they they wonder mm-hmm. why it's not working <laughs> yeah on the flip side um i can offer a, a more concrete example we just uh, recently wrapped up a project with um a client who wanted to do a first time conference a virtual conference for a community that she had been uh leading for some time and it's a community that has been, you know, it's free to join. Um, it's very much focused on uh, the people coming together to improve their work experience and in their sector. Um, and she's been essentially subsidizing the costs of running this community out of pocket because it's something she believes in um, and has cultivated this amazing group of people. Well, uh, it was clear from the get-go that that one of the core reasons for hosting this online event was to be able to introduce a first-time ever paid uh, event for the community to attend, but with the express purpose of raising operational funds to continue sustaining the growth of the community because there's a certain extent to which this client can you know, put in time and money and and effort into doing it. So knowing that going into it, we were able to be very sensitive to what the the production costs were. Of course, a virtual event um, with the scope we were looking at was much cheaper to produce than anything in person. And we were able to set the ticket prices that were sensitive to the sector, the industry, the um, the uh, you know kind of average income across um, this group of people, and and make it in a way that was fairly affordable. And in the cases where it weren't, we developed a very robust scholarship program where we had sponsors subsidizing a large number of tickets so that it was inclusive and accessible to those who wouldn't, for some reason, couldn't afford that. And through that we were able to sell with confidence and say, this is what we're putting together. We were transparent about the financial goals of the event. We are, we, the, these proceeds will continue to help this community operate. And that allowed us to market successfully. And it was great. In the end, like we hit our budget goals and we have now operational income for this community to keep working throughout the year and there's a trajectory set for future events and that that right there is like a little encapsulation of yes this is how you decide who your people are what you're creating why you need revenue and how that's going to carry forward so why don't we wrap this one up then isaac all right so the core question 
that we're asking that people ask us is how much should a conference ticket cost or how much should we charge for my conference? What they're really asking is, is what we're creating actually worth what we're wanting to charge for it? Can I get away with charging this much? Feeling like maybe this is a little uh, hyper-capitalist maybe, like I'm trying to profiteer off of things. Um, or are people going to be mad at me? Am I going to get any backlash over charging X amount for a ticket? Um, and some of the solutions that can help avoid that in the first place are really understanding what outcomes you're offering, what value are you delivering to your attendees? How do your attendees perceive that value? Because how they perceive it may differ from, you know, the work you're putting into to deliver that value and really understanding who your audience is. Uh, all of those demographics, where they are, what they can afford, are they willing to travel to do something in person? Is geographic accessibility important? Who is actually paying for the tickets? Is it their employer? Is it them? All of those questions will inform your marketing strategy, understanding how best to communicate the value, uh, which is essentially what selling is, is communicating value and delivering on an exceptional attendee experience. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. The eternal question, how much should I charge? Well, you can actually figure that out um, by using a tool that we use with our clients regularly. And you can get a free copy of that tool at getEventLab.com.